25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to They are who we thought they were. And we let them out the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 Wise Things East The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Well, looky here. If it isn't hour number two of the show. (laughs) Isn't that like a classic way to, in a villainous way, to introduce a character in a movie in every movie we grew up with, Roger? You know what I'm saying? Every script writer of the 1950s and 60s had this in there. Well, 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 look at what we have here. <laughs> if it isn't, so-and-so. That reminds <laughs> me of my favorite meme of all time so far. What is that? It says, wheel, 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 if it isn't our old friend autocorrect. <laughs> Man, I tweeted the other day. Yesterday, in fact, I think it was something about autocorrect. The, the autocorrect autofill on my iPhone went, has gone absolutely berserk, Roger, the last few weeks. And it has, I've had some very embarrassing tweets and stuff go out <laughs> because of it. I mean, it just went crazy on me. I turned it off yesterday. I'm now 24 hours into typing and proofreading and correcting my own stuff manually because I no longer can trust autocorrect and what it's doing on my phone. That might be a good uh, text topic sometime. Here's what I tweeted. Is it me or is predictive text gone completely haywire? <laughs> Wait, hayfire. Wait, haywired. I just forget it. I mean, it. I turned it completely off, the stuff it was doing. Last night I tweeted out a video of Kylan Hill. And I know without a shadow of a doubt that I typed in the end. I paid very close attention. And it still changed it after the fact before I sent hit send on my tweet. And it called him Kylie Hill instead of Kylan. I'm just sick of it. Turned it off. So from now on, all the grammatical errors and misspellings in all my tweets will be my own fault. I can handle that. Can't handle it when my phone erroneously does it for me. Hey, I'm Matt. I'm in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team and staying connected to you around the clock because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. Speaking of C Spire, thanks to them. Yesterday, before I even got home, I was able to upload a lot of the video content from the uh, conversations with Tommy Stevens and Keaton Thompson and Kylan Hill yesterday at Mississippi State. If you want to see those, let me give you two places to go. Go to my Facebook page, just facebook.com slash Radio Wyatt. You'll see me there. And a lot of that video content, talking to quarterbacks and the running back yesterday at State's posted there, and you can go look at it. There's more of it there. And then the other thing is, on my YouTube channel, just 
Matt Wyatt Media over on YouTube. Search my name. There is a preview, opponent preview for Mississippi State fans learning a little bit about Louisiana, the Ragin' Cajuns, and head coach Billy Napier, some of the stuff you need to know about them, including a little bit of film heading into uh, the season opener. So there's your heads up. Real quick, on the text line at 885-ESPN, somebody texted in and said, Last week, Mr. Matt said that I had made the dumbest statement quite possibly ever on his show when I said Dak Prescott would not be in the top 250 in the NFL, top 250 players. He says, I looked it up, and Sports Illustrated has a list of the top 400 players, and number 223 is Dak Prescott. Well, how about that? Get your facts straight. (laughs) Get your facts straight, Matt. Well, first of all, let me say that that would mean that Dak Prescott is inside the top 250. Right? (laughs) And the original statement was that he wouldn't be inside the top 250. So there's this whole kind of proven yourself wrong even with number two (laughs) it kind of proving yourself wrong even with your own text and former nfl gm mike tenenbaum says the cowboys need to pay him first i think you have to get dak prescott signed immediately and here's why he is a winning quarterback of the nfl and okay and okay all right enough i'm i'm tired of arguing that whole thing let's argue some other stuff with the man Uncle Dave. <laughs> David Murray. He is Dogs Bite Mag on Twitter. He is with Jeans Page and has been forever. And now part of the 24-7 Sports Network. I saw David yesterday, and now we're going to chat it up with you on the uh, Divinity Equipment phone line. David, what's happening, man? I don't Today, trying to figure out, is, is 223 better or worse than 250? <laughs> that kind of thing, so... You're, you're, you're messing me up, Matt. Sorry. I, I can say this. I think you and I can both safely say that we both rank within the top 250 beat writers covering Mississippi State. <laughs> See, and I, I don't know if I can say that about myself because I never write anything. <laughs> <laughs> hey, right now, judging from what my profession has turned into, there's a heck of a lot of people out there that are labeled as media who haven't written a thing in years. Yeah, so yeah that's true. We're trying to decide what our business is anymore, but... Huh. Yes, it was good to talk to you yesterday, and I appreciate the feedback last night when I texted you some questions about, you know, what's an ideal quarterback throwing motion or footwork and things like that, because I spent yesterday all the brief, I guess, five practice periods we were able to observe watching the four quarterbacks. And, um, yes, there are differences between all of them. Mm-hmm. There, there are, and, um, you know, as you watched them, I don't know, David. I, I I try my best to you know be open minded to practices without pads and to workouts when they only have shorts yeah. and helmets on. You know because those things matter, but it's really more working it out because it's it's so hard to evaluate anyone when they don't have full pads on. You know. Well, here's the thing, Matt. I mean, you were at the scrimmages back in spring when you know we published our unofficial media statistics from both scrimmages and. By all measures, Keaton Thompson had two really statistically bad scrimmages. But you as a quarterback can certainly relate to this far better than I as media. We never really know in a scrimmage or a game 
Mm. Was that the pass that was supposed to be thrown? It was the receiver in the right position. Uh, what was the read? What did he see? So you and I both went back and forth about how valuable is it just watching an on-air drill or is just the quarterback, his receiver, everybody knows what they're doing. I really think that matters because if you're not getting that right, how are you going to get it right when there is a defender back there or when somebody's coming chasing you down? And from that vantage point, it's easy to tell, obviously. It's going to be Keaton Thompson or Tommy Stevens. And right now, I'd say, while Thompson looks like he throws a better ball, I just think it's Tommy Stevens' job to lose right now. Yeah. David Murray on your radio. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit about the running back also. Yeah, you okay. know. Kylan was there yesterday, Kylan Hill. We got to talk to him a little bit. You know, you see the kid in person, and he's an absolute bowling ball, okay? I think, you know, just sight unseen, he's prototypical running back size and build, okay? And then I I watched some film of him. I'm working on a video that kind of looks back at some of the good things he did last year, and he, he could make people miss out in space. He outran some people. He always seemed to break tackles when he had opportunities. And then I look up his numbers, David, and, you know, he's 750 yards rushing and four touchdowns. And and to me, for a guy who can do that with the ball in his hands, the stuff I've seen, it's like that's not enough for him. Was he underutilized? Yes, absolutely. And Well, underutilized is not fair because Aris Williams is a darn good running back in his own right. And you couldn't, you know, say that, okay, we're going to make one of those guys the lead dog, the other one not get all his mm-hmm. match. You had to use both players. But, and, you know, I'm one of Dick Fitzgerald's biggest fans in a lot of ways, but obviously his bias towards keeping the ball himself when all else is out, he just kept it. Also denied both Hill and Williams some chances to get yards as well. And, of course, Calvin got hurt. He missed the game in there as well and wasn't full speed. But uh, everything you say about Calvin, I've watched him. And every running back of the last 15 years, he said was a great running back, had a bias to either strength or speed, whether it was, uh, you know, Jarius Norwood, a classic, you know, speed guy strider, or Anthony Dixon, who had good speed but was more power. Colin Hill's the best combination of both I've seen in a very, very long time here. I'm going back to guys like Michael Haddock and others who had size and strength and speed and moves. He is, as you said, the complete package. And I think he may be the best receiver on the team, too, certainly in the short routes. Mm. Well, and he had, you know, he was the second leading receiver last year, just statistically, and had as many receiving touchdowns as he did rushing touchdowns. Um, I think he's definitely a guy with 1,200 yard rushing and 400 yard receiving potential if the offense plays to that strength. And that, to me, that's going to come down to how, you know, if you look at it that way, I really think that favors a guy like Stevens, a quarterback, who still has the run option, but if defenses have to respect that, I think it opens up more space for Hill. It just comes down to how does this staff decide to use who you and I both agree is the best offensive weapon on the team, Kylan Hill. Absolutely. David Murray on your radio. And you just said it, David. Um, he Last year, Kylan's in an offense who – Nobody really respected their pass game, so they're playing a lot of man-to-man coverage and a lot of toes in and around the line of scrimmage every week. And that they're they're loading. In other words, defenses were a lot of times loading up against the run game, saying, "We dare you to throw the ball." You know, 
exactly. So yes, either either Stevens or Thompson or whoever's running quarterback has got to develop the passing game. And Joe Moorhead's been clear about that. He wants balance in the offense. That doesn't mean he wants it fifty fifty. He wants the kind of balance that makes a defense do fifty fifty. Mm-hmm. When you do that, then you can bias to your strengths. Obviously, I sometimes fans need to be reminded of it that it's not the play calls that have to be split it's the production they want to be closer to split but if the passing game comes around and by the way we talked to Cameron Dantler today yes I know he's a defensive player but he has a pretty unique viewpoint on how the offense is looking at least during early drills and summer drills and yes I'm sure he talks up his teammates but he's not much for uh bluffing and and exaggerating cases he says the receiver core is really upgraded this year, both by the new additions and the maturity some guys. Well, that's good to hear because it's the receiver core, which I think was as much responsible for the lack of passing production as the play calls or quarterback selections. You get that aspect of the game going, boy, you have just made Colin Hill that much more dangerous. That's right. Y'all follow David on Twitter. If you don't already, he is at DogsByMag, and Dogs is spelled with a W there, you can uh, get links a lot of times to his coverage and uh, follow them over there at jeanspage.com. You know, there's so much talking going on about, you know, quarterback and and receiver that are, are we missing the boat if we don't focus on defensive tackle and who's going to get the majority of the reps there? How do you feel about that position, David? Well, interesting that besides Dancer, we talked to Chauncey Rivers today. Okay. And he, of course, he's defensive end, but he certainly is at 260 pounds. He's playing a big physical defensive end position. And, and as Steve Robertson knows, per snap, he might have been even more productive than Montez Sweat was at end last year. But the point being, we ask him how things are coming at the interior. Again, maybe it's the case of a teammate pluffing up a teammate there. But he thinks that uh, the interior is going to be solid. And Dantzler will ask the same thing. He says, those guys can play. I mean, are they going to dominate like a Jeffrey Simmons and a Montez Sweat or Braxton Hoyat did at their positions? Probably not. But they are certainly competent to do their job. And with the secondary being improved this year, because I really expect the safety position to actually be an upgrade. I know that sounds crazy losing John Abram, but I'm a big Brian Cole fan. And I really think with Jaquarius Landers and others fitting in there, I think it's going to be a really strong safety core. I think the cornerbacks will be solid. I think that will free up the defensive interior to not have all that pressure to be the ones making all the plays. But the key that Rivers said was he can't go out there and try to be Montez Sweat. You know, Lee Autry can't go out there and try to be Jeffrey Simmons. They have to be their own selves. And that's where new defensive line coach Deke Adams, I think, has been the right guy to prove to bring into this system that Moorhead picked out a Meridian native getting back here, for, certainly for recruiting purposes, but he seems to have meshed very well with defensive line guys, the interior in particular, and I I think that there's not going to be that much of a drop-off. Will there be first-round draft picks? No. But is there going to be a big drop-off in this defensive team up front? No, I don't expect that either. Yeah. David, you brought up Landrews. I just have to remind you, somebody um, texted me this last night. My buddy Caleb texted me and reminded me that at one point last season, um, Landrews made a play. And on the radio broadcast, Neil Price said, and I quote, this is the dawning of the age of Jaquarius. <laughs> yes. It's and, one of those lines that we as writers wish we could claim, God bless you, Neil, you beat us to it. <laughs> he, isn't, it isn't it something? I mean, it was just great. And, um, you know, I was introduced to that song 
the dawning of the age of Aquarius. I was introduced to that song by the Forrest Gump soundtrack. Now, I, I can claim being young enough to that being how I heard the song. You know what I'm saying? Sadly, I'm old enough to have heard it in the original, so yeah. what can I say? Yeah. But then again, last week I took my wife Kathy for a day trip down to the Mississippi Petrified Forest, which, by the way, I will, I will remote. Tourists need to go check that out. It's really impressive. And I had to remind people on social media, no, I did not cut those trees down originally for a campfire. <laughs> That's great. I haven't been there. I've seen the signs. I've never pulled in to the uh, Petrified Forest. I've got to go. Another place I want to go, David, is um, veering off the Natchez Trace down there to Rodney. And, you know, the old town of Rodney, Mississippi, they say that what's left of it is going to be gone pretty soon. Um, it's deteriorating pretty fast. You ever seen Rodney? I have been through Rodney, but I guarantee it was about 35 years ago, and mm-hmm. it was deteriorating then. Um, and there's a, there's a whole lot. I mean, and th- there's many a place on the trace that it's just worth turning off and making it. Uh, I, I always enjoy the trace when I have time to enjoy it. I don't feel like I have to you know push the speed limit a little bit. But it's, it's a great trip. I've, I've driven it all the way from Nashville to Natchez. Mm. And I'll tell you this, that little bridge at Franklin, Tennessee, if you're in a convertible like I was at the time, I had a Boxster, and I drove across it with the top down, you can't see the side of the bridge. You think you're floating in air across that little valley there. So it's very impressive. But, uh, yeah, Rodney's an interesting place to check out as well. So, you know, there's plenty of day trips to make. But, uh, you know, Matt, our time for day trips is over it's, because, uh, again, practice resumes this afternoon. I'll be out there. We get about uh, four practice periods to observe. We talk to Joe Moorhead tomorrow evening following the first full pass practice. And uh, no media access again until Saturday's media day when we get a chance to finally talk to Bob Shoup about the defensive side. I know I'm, I'm going to – I've requested Coach Andrew Briner get his feedback on quarterbacks because, yes, that's totally dominating our conversations and whether on the message board and uh, the website stories and others, as I'm sure on your show as well. So a lot to cover, but uh, football season is back upon us in a couple of weeks. What is it, Florida and Miami kickoff on, what, the 24th, is it? That's right, the so 24th. It's – it's a coming up on us, Matt. No doubt. It'll be here before you know it. Hey, and r- real quick before I turn you loose, David, y'all also talked to Isaiah Zuber, the transfer receiver today, didn't you? We did not. No. Okay. He was requested, and he declined interviews uh, through the media relations office. He said he just wants to get more done in practice he, before he feels like he's earned the right to talk about his position. We have to respect that as well. So uh, Zuber, because everybody wants to hear from the transfer and by the way, he was running second slash third slot receiver, so they're still working the slot. I was interested in practice to see that Austin Williams was still working the slot as well, alternating second position. But with Malik Deer moving out to split end, I'll be curious, Matt, as camp goes on, do they make any adjustments at the receiver positions to mix and match, as well as how do you work in those tight ends? Because I'm fired up about the tight end. I mean, Spivey. Cumbus and of course Farad Green. I think that's going to be one of the real strengths on this offense as well. But it all goes back, Matt, as we've said so many times. How does this coaching staff choose to utilize the weapons they have this year? Let, let's be honest. This is year one, if you really want to be honest, for Joe Moorhead's offense to really see because he had so much handed to him as a done deal last year. I think this is the year we finally get to see how he develops quarterbacks, how he wants to use his running backs, how he takes advantage of the receivers he has, and how he continues recruiting to those positions as well for the future. 
Really good stuff. David, thank you again. Um, enjoy practice. I'll see you out there tomorrow night. Thank you. All right. He's looking for you, Matt. All right. Thank you. That's David Murray, longtime beat writer, Mississippi State. He's with jeanspage.com, 24-7 sports. Follow him on Twitter at dogsbitemag. A lot of ground covered there. You know, he brings up the tight end position. I think that's one that I have a sneaky suspicion on that also. If you're a State fan, go ahead and read about him. Learn a little bit about uh, Jaquarius Spivey. No, I gave him the wrong first name. I just combined two players. Not the age of Jaquarius. <sighs> yeah, I I went, I'm thinking Jaquarius Landrews, that's a defensive player. Jaquarius Landrews wears number 11 and plays safety. Jerquarius Spivey wears number 11 and plays tight end. Man, you're going to be ready by game time. I'll get you ready. Got it. You got this, man. I mean, they're spelled differently. The only difference is the letter R in one of them. But, like, it's like Jor, like George, Jorquarius Spivey. That's more a name. reps. I'll get it. I'll get it. But anyway, it's a name you need to learn. Me too. Got my hands up. But it's a guy you need to know about. He has, an, I think, an NFL future at tight end. But there's others at that position also. A lot of ground covered right there. Hey, let's get to some headlines around the sports world. Coming up next, and your texts and phone calls will open up the phone line to you now. So get them in. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. We got the SEC chant going. It just means more. (laughs) I didn't hear any music, but I did hear the SEC chant. And what that says to me. I screwed up. (laughs) Is that Roger screwed up? No. You know, we we only play the SEC chant during football season, don't we? We primarily don't fool with it during any other time of year. You can do it during baseball season. Well, that's true. We definitely could. Yeah, yeah. If we wanted to. Back on the show, I'm Matt. In the Farm Bureau studio, Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. A neat moment last night in Major League Baseball. There was this kid, a rookie, up at the plate for the Miami Marlins, the Florida Marlins. Are they Florida or Miami? They're Miami. He was facing a Cy Young winner from last year. He goes 0 for 2 in his first at bat, first two at bats. Then they are interviewing his parents on live television during his third at bat. Is this an emotional day for you? Very, very emotional. Major League debut, that is uh, unreal. We are blessed. We're grateful. Thank you again. How about that? Live, Marlins rookie Ison Diaz made his Major League debut. It was against Jacob deGrom of the Mets. 0 for 2 in his first two. Third at bat. Goes yard. Solo home run. While his parents are being interviewed 
on live television. It just doesn't get much better than that. It really doesn't. Now, I joked last week that we should do a segment called Roger Reed's Rap. There's alliteration. Roger then correctly said, yeah, I get it. You get the whitest guy you know and get him to read rap lyrics. Well, not really. I mean, your name is Roger. But apparently we're not the only one who has thought of that. This came in the radio package today. And now Mr. Big Voice recites lyrics to young MCs Bust a Move. She's dressed in yellow. She says hello. Come sit next to me, you fine fellow. You run over there without a second to lose. And what comes next? Hey, bust a move. That was Mr. Big Voice reciting lyrics to young MCs Bust a Move. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It would be funny. Wouldn't it be funny? Maybe we could get our voice guy to do some of those. Yeah, Real maybe big so. voice. Yeah. Maybe so. I have to read you this. <laughs> A California man says he hasn't been able to speak to his family in four years because... of the way... His family sounds when they are eating food. Okay. Now, there's more than this just annoys him. Okay? There's more to it than that. There's This is a guy who suffers from something that is like a, supposedly a, a, a real deal medical condition, Roger. Hypersensitivity. Hypersensitivity to something. Okay. Daryl Murphy. Not Dale Murphy. No, Daryl Murphy. He's 41 years old. He suffers from misophonia, a mysterious condition in which people experience strong negative reactions to ordinary sounds like chewing or breathing. <laughs> Me, miso. Miso. Misophonia. Oh, okay. It reminded me of a lyric out of another song. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Murphy is a graphic designer in San Diego. He says, I thought I was crazy for many years. Little noises would make me just fly into a rage. People don't understand it, and I can't explain it. It's affected relationships, especially when I've been dating and family members, because you take it out on the people closest to you because you don't think they should understand. Roger, I don't think I have this. Okay, like it's not bad enough that it would make me not be around my family like this guy. But there's almost nothing that can, just on hearing it, put me in a really foul mood. Quite like listening to somebody chew loudly. <laughs> Is that, does that mean smacking? Roger. My dad used to get so mad when I'd eat cereal because of the mm. crunching. Right. I'm like, but it's cereal. Listen, I have a former coworker, somebody I used to work with really closely. I perceived it as selfishness. <laughs> okay? <laughs> this person I'm talking about is really, really selfish, just like anyway, just a selfish person. But I think it is selfish. When you come into a room 
with family, friends, coworkers. Nobody's eating, but you come in there with food. You sit down, and maybe it's a sandwich and a bag of chips, and you proceed to devour this and chew it in such a loud, open-mouthed manner that it's mm. proof that this person has zero concern for anybody else sitting around him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Smack, smack, smack. Roger, I just can't handle it. Now, I don't have misophonia. I don't suffer from misophonia. But I'm saying it'll set me off. Anyway, I read this and I thought to myself, I thought, okay, this is proof that that you that it's okay. Maybe you're on a spectrum somewhere down from this guy. Yeah, I'm definitely on the spectrum. It's just, it's not to this point, but it's proof that I'm not completely nuts. I'm not the only one. <laughs> How old is this guy? He's so forty. He's 41 uh, years old. We're uh, the same yeah. age, basically. Well, I wanted to blame it on millennials again, but he can't do that. No, we can't. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry guys. No, we can't. Uh, there's a, there's a, here's a few other things. That's non-sports, okay. Uh, sports news. Roger sent me this in a very Roger way. <laughs> I never know which one you're going to pull out of the sack. <laughs> Roger sent me this. Roger, uh, Robert Kraft's new girlfriend is a doctor. Yep. At least now, this is what it says. I'm reading this, y'all, on my email from Roger. At least now, he's with a woman who can give him legal prostate exams. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Come on with it, Roger. It's all up and up now. No pun intended. <laughs> this is um, this is pretty bad right here. <clears throat> the Miami Marlins and the Tampa Bay Rays got into a social media argument over the weekend. Man, some people play. don't know what to let it go, do they? And it all started. The Marlins boasted about an eighth inning run. So what? You know, whatever. They ended up losing the game. So the Rays said that they should also show video of the final out. Like, if you're going to show that, you should show the final out. Well, after the Tampa Rays completed the sweep, they tweeted, here's the broom we just used on you so you can clean them up. And then the Marlins went all dark and tweeted, you're literally the animal that killed Steve Irwin. Log off in all caps. You suck. I don't they? Whoever Man. is behind your Twitter account, Marlins, get rid of them. You can't tweet that. A real life killing that happened in 2006 of the crocodile hunter Steve Irwin. Oh, crikey! <laughs> Roger. No, you didn't. Dead coming. <laughs> they got just cursed in Australia. Roger, say it in that accent. Say, we'll be right back, mate. <laughs> I don't know. I can't do it. <laughs> we'll be right back, mate. And oh boy, he stepped up to the plate. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.
hope your Tuesday is going well. It is around here. Lots of football coming your way over the next few weeks, and then uh, that'll lead us up to kickoff. Uh, once we get into football season, let me give you a heads up. If you listen to this show regularly in the middle of the days uh, live on WRKS, The Zone in Jackson, then Mondays during football season, once the season kicks off, Mondays will be kind of dubbed Reaction Mondays around here. Uh, I will not come in here on Mondays into the Farm Bureau studio with you with like a whole bunch of quotes and interviews and sound and all that kind of stuff. That'll be reserved for Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and all that, where we'll review for a couple days and then preview. Mondays will be reaction days. That'll be days where I'll open up the Divinity Equipment phone, and I'll be interested after the weekend results each week to kind of hear your reaction to it. You know, what I don't get to do a lot during the football season, because I'm working in the broadcast booth for State, I don't get to monitor Twitter a lot and see what everybody's saying. I don't get to listen to a lot of things um, working. Weekends are busy during the season. So Mondays for me is a chance to just kind of open my ears and hear how you really feel or what you really think about it. So just file that away. Mondays during the season will be Reaction Mondays where we'll do you know, phone calls, texts, and tweets and just see what everybody's saying about results. And a chance to come in and let me throw a little analysis your way based on what I've seen and stuff throughout the year. So there's just a heads up for you. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. To begin today's show, I let you hear a little bit of a Tommy Stevens question and answer. Tommy is the quarterback at Mississippi State, transferred in there from Penn State. He met with the media yesterday for the very first time. So this is the, well, today is the first time on this show you've heard his voice. This is what he sounds like. Now, this is the, a, a few of the questions towards the back end of the interview. It's only about a minute or so here for you to hear. So I just thought I'd play this for you, the remainder of that interview. Yesterday, again, he's at a podium, but there's media just kind of standing around asking him questions. So you get to hear the Q and the A with Tommy Stevens, Mississippi State quarterback. Regressed after he won the job. And, um, you know, I think that having that kind of. Um, I guess, like dynamic or that kind of relationship with not only, you know, him, but the other quarterbacks in the room that, you know, regardless, obviously there's only going to be one starting quarterback, but, um, you know, if all of us can work together and, you know, one way or another help uh, whichever guy is the starter, that's you know, that's the most important thing. And so um, I know we were able to do that at Penn State and, you know, everything that I've been shown so far leads me to believe we'll do the same thing here. You mentioned not knowing any of the players when you get down here and how you have to adjust to that. How- in that sense, how comforting was it to come to his staff where Moorhead's here, Billy Fessler's here, just to reunite with him? Yeah, it's kind of cool. Um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, people that I've had relationships with in the past, you know, um, at Penn State that are that are here now. And, um, you know, that was, that was you know, pretty cool for me to see, I guess, you know, f- you know familiar faces. And um, I, I'd be lying if I said it didn't help make things a little bit easier for me. So, um, but yeah, no, they're, they're uh, they've all been great and, you know, learning, uh, you know, meeting new people, too, is, is also really cool. Helps me, you know, expand in, in different ways. So, um, but yeah, no, every, everything's been great. And, you know, all the coaches have been uh, you know, very helpful for me. What's the summer like for someone in your position where you have such a small amount of time to put yourself in such a prominent position in a locker room and on a team? Like, how do you kind of prioritize 
what you try to accomplish over a summer to take that mantle? Now, I think, um, you know, it, me knowing the offense obviously takes a little bit of that off of off of my shoulders, I guess. Not that I don't need to work at it. There's things that, it, you know, I don't know everything. There's you know, obviously things that I need to grow with, but having that side of things where I'm not kind of scrambling to learn everything definitely helps. And so, um, but you know, an everyday thing, you know, I guess you could just come in and, you know, my classes are online. So I've been able to spend a lot of time in the building, uh, either watching film, working out, getting together with guys, things like that. And so, um, you know, it's just been, you know, it's been a very busy summer, I would say. Um, there haven't been a whole lot of opportunities for me, I guess, outside of the building that I've, that I've been doing. I mean, it's been pretty much uh, football oriented. So um, it's, it's, been, it's been a great summer. It's a little bit of Tommy Stevens. Roger, did you hear what he just said? Um, and I know it's not unusual, but it just it, it escapes me. I don't think about it in these terms because I didn't go through this. Because there was no like big bad presence of the internet back in 1999. I mean, it was around, but it wasn't like we were all addicted to it then like we are now. He's uh, he's taking all online classes. Really. I did not. I, I just didn't catch that. So he's not going to to be socializing with the not not one. Is that as I understand in the fall semester, not one time is Tommy Stevens required to set foot in an actual classroom. He said my classes are online, so I spend a lot of time here at the facility. What an advantage! I mean, that's a huge advantage. It really is. Hey, real quick, y'all want to hear from Kylan Hill? I think Kylan Hill, the Columbus native, he's a junior this year. He's just prototypical. Size, speed, great hands. He showed last year make the first guy miss a lot, run over people. He was kind of underutilized and get the ball. People, everybody, you know, focusing on their run game. Maybe that'll be different this year. He's, I think he's built like an NFL running back. He talked a little bit yesterday, too. Here you go. Kyle, a lot of uh, social media activity for you about uh, getting excited about fall camp. Now that it's here, how do you feel? Uh, very well, you know. A lot of leadership on the team. A lot of guys stepping up into some roles that a lot of guys we had last year that's in the NFL now. So it's very exciting. I have a year guy, too, that uh, always embrace physical fitness. What are you weighing at right now? How quick do you feel? How good do you feel heading to camp? Uh, right now I'm around 213, I feel. As quick as I've ever been, you know, Coach Corey and his, his staff got us right. So, yeah, we're feeling real good. You got a veteran offensive line in front of you. How much does that help, at least? Or how much confidence does that give you going into that? Uh, On any team, you know, experience plays a key role. You know, the guys that have been there before, they can show us the way. So, yeah, it'd be huge. What's the comfort level like now, this second year with Coach Moorhead? Things? Does, it, does it feel different? Does it feel like, you know, a little more oriented with his styles and, and, and the things he likes? Yeah, everything more smooth. You know, everybody know the plays. Nobody thinking. You give us a play, we go out there and run the play. Everybody, everybody excited. Everybody really, really, really confident. Excited, really confident. That's Kylan Hill. So I thought I'd let you hear that. Roger, today is an important day, I guess, on this show. It's an anniversary day? It is. I didn't realize it. Uh, somebody tweeted it in here. I w- I'd like to give credit here if I could look it up. Uh, I'd have to scroll back to earlier this morning because I, I just I didn't know. I was not paying attention. Okay, it was Landon Young on Twitter way back earlier today said, congratulations on your show's one-year anniversary. And and n- number one, I, 
It is. August the 6th last year was the first day this show ever went out on the air. And so we're one year old. I mean, I didn't realize it was the anniversary. I don't think about that a lot, but here we are. Hats off. Made it one year. And the other thing is, think about a listener, and I don't see this name a ton on my Twitter feed, but think about a listener who's keeping up with it. <laughs> there's, there's a guy who never forgets his wife's birthday or their anniversary. Well, I'm looking at Landon's... Kind of a superior, superior memory. Yeah. I'm looking at Landon's thing here, um, Twitter profile. He's a Mississippi State guy. And he, how did he remember that? <laughs> if I'm not keeping up with it, why is he keeping up with it? I just Maybe appreciate check it. Check out your Facebook. Yeah, right. Well, I just appreciate it. One year anniversary of this show. It has been a good year. I have really enjoyed it. Um, just like anything, just because I have previous experience in radio, same thing for Roger, doesn't mean that we just jump on here and automatically are great. You know, but I feel like we do a pretty good job getting better, looking for ways to get better, just continue to move forward, get a little better each day, and uh, have fun with you here on the airwaves. It's um, It's been an incredibly healthy move and change uh, in my life, in my family's life. We've had some growth here, too. So, Yeah? Yeah. We have. I hope so. That's right. You... you they're definitely we talked about that last week. We had some good good ratings out there. Big time Appreciate ratings it. for yeah. WRKS the zone. Yeah. Nothing like our we got two sister stations down here like the king of the markets, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. But uh, we're we're doing respectable. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's just I can't say thanks enough to I, I didn't plan on doing this, but I guess now's the time. I'm not getting an award or anything, but <laughs> now's the time to say Hey, listen, thanks to everybody for listening for a whole year, for calling, texting, tweeting, um, <clears throat> popping into the sponsors and telling them hello and that you heard it. <laughs> um, really, Roger, you know, man, hats off to you, too. Every day, consistently sitting down in the chair and and uh, pushing all the buttons and making this happen, and as well as being a part of the show for two solid hours. So I appreciate you also, man. Well, as I always tell everybody, it's air conditioned. <laughs> it sure I've, is. I've had other jobs that weren't, so I, Man. I'm ready to be here. No doubt. Same here. All right, here's to another year. We'll start that tomorrow. Absolutely. For Roger, I'm Matt. For everybody else here on the Matt Wyatt Show in the Farm Bureau studio, we will see you tomorrow. See ya! Legend.